2: Hey everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. As always, I'm your host. Uh, well, oh my God, I had a brain fart there. Eric do <laughs> better known on Twitter, is at DynastyTrades. It's a good start to the show, guys. Who am uh, I? I? I have Nathan and Dan with me. What's going on, guys? I'm, I'm questioning my existence at this point now, now that
4: you're confused. I, I don't really know where I am at this point. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it can
2: only go uphill from there, right?
0: Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks.
5: It's the Labor Day Sale at Ace. The perfect time to buy the latest grills from our exclusive lineup of premium brands. Right now, buy one of our select Traeger grills and get a free Traeger accessories package valued at over $85. Plus, Ace Rewards members get free assembly and delivery on our top grills and accessories 3 dollars and up. From our store, right to your door. Don't miss the Labor Day Sale. Now through Monday, only at Ace. See participating stores for scheduling or exclusions. It's got to get better.
4: <laughs> it's it's going be to be a good
2: episode. <laughs> uh, all right. We are being joined today by Dwayne Brown. What's going on, man? I don't know a lot, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. You can, uh, you can find Dwayne on Twitter at, at DwayneB13. Uh, also, uh, you can find all of his writing on Dynasty League Football. So a pleasure to have you on the show, sir. Thank you. All right, as we, as uh, as always, I'd like to remind the listeners that you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage. Uh, that's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, and it supports the pod. Uh, you can contact us via email. That's Radio at gmail.com. And on Twitter, uh, slide into those DMs at rotovizradio. Uh, all right, I guess we'll get into the show here. It is... Fantasy playoff time, guys. We made it.
4: We made it. Well, some of us made it. I'm sure most of the team made it. With... Though? Y-
5: you guys might have made it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no,
1: no. I definitely made it. Well,
4: all right. But, let's take this time.
1: You know, all, all four that was of us in the SFB uh, playoffs because I know I made it into the SFB playoffs. I
5: made it. Yep.
1: Oh, oh, I think I'm still alive, but I don't know, I don't know how those wrecked. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Twenty, you didn't make it? What, what happened, man?
5: Oh, you you man. didn't listen to the I podcast. Have... I had every, everybody that was hurt. Everybody. Listen, had them. That's not a good, uh, I had a good strategy where i had, uh, I had galvan, I'd wear, I'd lock. I had I,
2: hurt, <laughs> I had, I could keep on going. You name it, it. They're injured. They're on my team. Uh, well, yeah, I, I,
5: I almost made it though. I was like four points off. I squeezed. Wow.
2: It. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that is, that isn't a crowning accomplishment. So Scott, I think, uh, we should have lifetime memberships into the fishbowl. Cause we, uh, uh, all three in the all three in the uh, in the playoffs is a pretty impressive feat in my eyes.
4: Hundred percent. Even
2: though I started zero and four. Yeah, your team
4: was doo doo right away.
2: Yeah, thanks, Juju Smith Schuster. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and Keenan Allen came alive finally. Uh, so that was pretty sweet. All right, let's uh, let's dive into the Twitter poll, um, and I have not tweeted it yet. So in show tweet time, uh, but the the poll is going to be Josh Doxson. Or Mike Williams? Who you got? I'll kick to our guest first.
5: Uh, I I got to go with Mike Williams, though. Everything that I saw coming out with him, just it felt pure, I guess is the word, than when I watched Doxson in college. I don't know. Dachshund's going to be that kind of big play guy, Mike Williams, too. But uh, I don't know. They're both kind of set up. Poorly with the injury factor, but I just like I like Mike Williams, draft capital king, I guess. Even though it's not that different,
4: yeah, they're pretty similar in that in that regard. I, I think I think they're relatively similar as players too. I think you kind of you kind of mentioned that uh, they're, they can both go up and get the ball. Um, we we kind of saw Mike Williams do that all throughout at Clemson. We know Docs have can injury. Do yep, very very similar injury histories. Uh, it's kind of crazy that we're, that we're here now. I know a lot of people were really high on Mike Williams and I mean, rightfully so. His college tape was awesome and he landed in what should have been a pretty promising situation. Um, the emergence of Tyrell Williams last year, maybe thought, you know, this year was gonna be a little bit different. And now all of a sudden Keenan Allen's running like crazy. I don't know. I, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty much a toss up. Uh, I think this is it'll actually be a good, a good, um, poll question, I think. Recency bias will be obvious and it'll end up being like sixty forty Doxin. But I don't think it's that far apart. I prefer Doxon just slightly, but maybe like a fifty five, forty five, even closer to that probably.
2: Yeah, Doxin yeah. Doxon just just seems like uh it just seems like he, he gets one play a game and that's that's gonna give him the fantasy, uh either make his day or break it. Uh I just tend to not like those types of players, but I don't know. I mean the red zone threat is pretty obvious, so I, I I'll, always I'll go will, Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I I'll, I'll go Williams. I'll go Williams no problem I think here just on pedigree alone.
1: Yeah, I would have had Mike I mean I did have Mike Williams over Dachson uh, as draft draft prospects alone as well as just, you know, coming into the 2017 season, I would have rather had Mike Williams but at this point, it kind of looks like Mike Williams' career path is heading down the same road as Dachson, where it's going to take him a couple of years to get healthy and develop his NFL game. And so I, I think that Doxon has the better situation where he can become the number one wide receiver in Washington. That's not really in the range of outcomes with Keenan Allen still in Los Angeles. So, I mean, I, I think that basically Dachson is what you're going to get from Mike Williams in a couple years. And so I'll just take the points now uh, rather than, you know, maybe – Shooting for the higher upside, in Williams from uh, the younger player.
2: Yeah, um, let's go ahead and go around and give our predictions for what we think the po- the the poll is. I just posted it, so don't cheat. Um, what do you guys What do you guys think as far as the outcome? Fifty six forty four
1: 44 I'm gonna,
4: I'm gonna say sixty sixty one thirty nine Doxon.
5: I'm gonna go fifty two forty eight Williams. Wow.
2: All right, you're going Williams. I think I think you underestimate the recency bias that Twitter always brings to the table. So it's been crazy every yeah. single week. People are stubborn though. <laughs> they are. They are, and especially with draft capital spent that highly. But then again, if you drafted Doxson, you probably got him at 103 too. So yeah,
4: probably uh, similar. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's you're probably holding on for dear life. I know Frank is. So that's uh, yeah,
4: we know who Frank's voting for.
2: Yeah, why Frank? Uh, all right, let's dive into week 13. Uh, this was the glorious wonderful return of Josh Gordon. Um, he showed back up. So let's talk about uh let's talk about this Browns offense and kind of the players in it. Um Gordon looked okay. Uh, honestly, he was he was he looked fantastic and Deshaun Kaiser just overthrew him like three times on very obvious touchdown runs. Um if he had just threaded the needle of the ball, but uh I guess the question becomes uh Corey Coleman kind of vanished with the emergence of Josh Gordon getting the football. Um, I guess, is this really the concern that the the Browns quarterback can't sustain two solid wide receivers the rest of the season?
1: Well, I'm not going to say that myself and the nice straight cast called it, but we did a couple weeks ago when Corey Coleman flashed in his return from injury. We said, yes, it's exciting to have Corey Coleman. Yes, he's a a very solid dynasty asset, but the bylaw opportunity will come when Josh Gordon enters the field, the people start seeing Gordon put up points and Coleman not do that. So I think that as far as a, a short-term perspective, yes, this puts Coleman to, you know, it, you, more like a low-wire like low or 4 high-wire or 5 in terms of guys you want to start in the playoffs right now. But Deshaun Kaiser probably not the quarterback of the future in Cleveland. So yeah. I think that um, it's only a matter of time until they get a quarterback that will be able to support
0: two weapons like next year Coleman, in the first
1: and Josh round. Gordon.
0: And <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: I'm like an idiot when it comes to figuring out contracts for suspended players. Can Josh Gordon leave Cleveland this year, or is he still have like one more year because he has like eight suspension years?
2: Uh, you're gonna make me look it up, Nathan. I don't know the answer to that question, so I'll I'll hop back in after I, I do some research here.
5: I think he's a exclusive rights free agent. What does, he, what does uh, that mean? Um, I think they basically somebody's going to have to uh, offer sheet him. So an RFA. Yeah. Basically.
2: All right. I'm still I'm still researching this, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Google.
5: That. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I think
2: that's a valid point. I'm not sure. This probably opens up if, if this keeps up for a while, it probably opens up a buy window for Corey Coleman. Um, if he if Kaiser is just focused on Gordon, um, if you can st- suddenly start getting Coleman for like a late first or something, if people are souring that much on him, uh, I you know I'm. Perfectly happy buying him up there. I, I still believe in the talent. So let's let's chat real quick, just valuation, because I think Twitter's lost its damn mind already on Josh Gordon. Um, so that's I think we all called that as well. That that it's amazing the short term memory that that Twitter seems to have. Um, valuation wise, I mean, does a mid first even get you Josh Gordon? Now I'm I'm not I'm not actually convinced that that'll do it.
4: I think it's got to be pretty close. He, I mean, he's worth every bit of a first. I don't know if he's worth a high first. He'll get there probably. Um, but the the big factor here is he didn't look any different than he did four years ago or whenever it was that he was good. He, he still has that effortless speed. He catches anything within range. He had 11 targets, I think, on Sunday, and six of them were catchable, and he caught four. Um, yep. That's, that's, that's mean, important
2: to mention is if you were watching that game, he was open. The, Kaiser oh, just couldn't yeah. get him the ball.
4: Yep. He, he blew up the right sideline on a on just a go pattern, and it was he just did, it barely looked like he was trying, and he got two steps on the on the defensive back like nothing. Kaiser underthrew it by,
2: like, five yards. Like butter. Uh, okay, so that – I mean, it's sort of crazy because last uh, – what, like two weeks ago we were talking about a second-round valuation for him. Now we're talking about, like, the 105 valuation for him. Uh, if you own Gordon, I mean, are you parting with him for that price? Are you are you taking playing with house money since he was worth literally nothing a couple of weeks ago?
1: I, I'd take any non-playoff pick.
2: Wow. Uh, all right. Well, what about what about Coco? Are we? Uh, I mean, valuation wise, are, are you guys looking to buy low as well in that situation, hoping that next year they get an, an actual serviceable quarterback?
5: Dwayne, uh, I don't know. Um, if i could get coco for a late first i'd be all over it yeah um, that's that's kind of what i was thinking yeah. too. he's not my type sure i mean player, i guess it's he's kind of the guy i'd buy wait for him to have a big game sell him again
2: sure like just just the flip right so um yeah, yeah that's Wayne's game
4: man the value flip you you buy low you sell high and you just keep building up those profits i think I think if you can get in as a at a late first, I think if you have this short window before you know your your playoffs start up, a lot of teams or a lot of leagues, you know, they shut down the t- trades for the three weeks of the playoffs or you know after tonight ends or something like that. But um, go if you if your trades aren't closed yet, go send out a late first or early second for Corey Coleman and just get feelers out. You'll get some probably rude responses, but. I mean, it's it's worth the shot because he's worth more than that. But if you can get him low, go do it.
2: Yeah, and that, that is worth mentioning. Uh, most trade deadlines are going to be kicking off since we all have uh, playoffs really starting this upcoming week, or at least traditionally that's the, that's the week. So you might have to camp on this uh, through the Super Bowl or through uh, your fantasy playoffs to actually pull something off there. But – uh he 's definitely a player that that 's on my buy list if, if he really does start to tank value wise okay let 's move on to the panthers and talk about McCaffrey and funches uh Funches seem to uh show his show his stripes as uh, old stone hands i I watched him drop a couple balls this this weekend um McCaffrey continues to flash i guess what are we doing with these guys and uh and the panthers offense all all are, ugh, i can 't even speak today the panthers offense uh just as a whole. Um,
4: they're interesting to me. I think, um, I, I think Funchess is, keeps kind of moving up the board. He's getting a fair number of targets still, um, you know, cam is cam he's, he's still taking off with his legs. That's his most, you know, that's his most usable weapon. We love to think that he's a really good quarterback. He's not that great of a quarterback. So, uh, Funchess is the obvious one here. Um, I mean, McCaffrey is catching everything under the moon. That's, you know, thrown his way because they're easy targets. Sure. But it's you, know, it's, you know, the touchdown upside is mediocre. Um, I think I still think they like to get those short rushing touchdowns and and um, and kind of work that way. But we saw a couple of this last week. We saw a nice uh, what was like 20 yarder from McCaffrey and like a 30 yarder from Funchess. So I think those those are still in play. Um, and I, I don't think their values have gone down. If anything, they've gone up.
2: What is what? What is the Funches? Because because McCaffrey's value, I think, is pretty set in stone. I don't. I don't. I think it's probably an early first if you're going to pull it off. Uh, but Funches, I think, is an interesting question because I mean, I don't know. I know. I know. Twitter is not necessarily sold. There were definitely people on the Benjamin side and the Funches side. So, what's the valuation, Nathan, in your mind of if you were buying and selling Funches? What would you need?
1: Um, I, I think that he's one of those players that I, you probably would say is worth less than a first, more than a second, but I, I think that most people who believe in Funches long term would give up a late first uh, for him. So yeah. I think that's pretty much where he's at in that late first range. I, I think that with both, I think that the one thing that these two guys have in common is that the there's guys who love McCaffrey and Funches. There's guys who loathe them and don't want them anywhere near their fantasy teams. So I, I think that they'll, they'll be the type of guys where the guys who don't like them will consistently be saying, "Oh, you know, he only gets red zone touchdowns in Funches," or he only gets short yardage passes in McCaffrey. So I think that both sides of the coin are going to argue that that he's much better or much worse. So, um, you know, it'll always be some takes on both sides.
2: I saw. All right. You anything um,
1: to add?
5: I think uh, Nathan kind of nailed it. Everybody's going to like him or dislike him, dislike both of them. Uh, for me, I- I'm buying both. I'm buying both. I don't think
2: either is peaked in their values, so, um, yeah, I'm I'm in. Okay, so so I'm in. I think valuation wise, if you're buying both of them, what is your what is your thought on that? I mean, do you agree with the valuation we've kind of thrown out as far as an early first for McCaffrey and a two hundred one one twelve kind of pick for Funches? Is that kind of where you're seeing their their price tag for you? I do.
5: I'd pay more for Funches. Would you? What would you pay I'd, for Funches? I'd pay the one hundred eight somewhere around there. I'd Okay. Pay, I play the you know the worst playoff team
2: if i could if I could guess the worst playoff team today,
0: yeah. I'd probably and give up
2: that pick Give them a nice wide receiver piece to win the league that's uh that's good yeah. all right, I think that does wrap up the McCaffrey and Funches um, if they're not on your team um, dan why don't why don't we tell them about a way that they can draft them for their team
4: Well, guys, you can go to the draft app um, in your. Store whatever phone you're using, uh, Android, Android iTunes. Yep, whatever whatever you need, just go find the Draft app. And every single week, you can go draft these guys. It's really, it's my favorite new thing to do. It's it's so much fun. You get uh, most of them are just five round drafts. You get quarterback, two running backs, and uh, wide receivers or two wide receivers slash tight ends. Some are different. Most are like that. But you can hop in, and if you You haven't played before and you use our promo code RV Radio, you get a free game when you sign up. So you can throw in a couple bucks and try it out for free if you don't like it. I mean you're gonna love it, but you know, you get a free one to try it out. So you really can't miss. It's so much fun. I know Nathan's in love with it too. Um I've done like I did like ten of them this last week and I'm pretty sure I lost all my money, but it is what it is. It's so much fun. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, and for those that haven't listened to the show or don't know about draft, it's uh, no salary caps, uh, real live snake draft. Um, it's just like when you play with your friends in a season long league. Uh, so it's a super cool format to play a week long fantasy game, especially if you're out of the playoff run. This is a great way to, uh, to still enjoy football. So g- just go search draft in the App Store or go to playdraft.com and make sure you use the promo code RV radio for that free game. That's RV radio. Okay, well, let's kick back into the discussion here uh, and let's talk about uh, let's talk if I can find my notes here. Let's talk about Alshon. Uh, He has been exploding in the last couple of weeks, seems to be clicking with Wentz uh, and just signed a massive extension. Uh, I think it was like 50 million dollars over four years. Uh, What do we make of Alshon? What does this do for his his valuation? Basically being locked into this offense for the foreseeable future? This is one of those
1: situations where
2: you were kind of expecting it to happen eventually,
1: but the fact that it happened is an important point in his valuation because the biggest concern with Alshon coming into this season for me was the one-year contract was a red flag. A team doesn't want to invest long-term in this guy. He has the, the weight issues in his yeah. past and things like that, work ethic concerns uh, you know, through the grapevine of the locker room. So the fact that a team has invested long-term with him now, it means that I think that there's more of a safety in him as a long-term dynasty asset. And then the emergence of Carson Wentz this year, and, and then Eagles' offense in general is huge for uh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, along with this extension. So, I, I think that um, you know the confidence in Alshon, and then the explosion of Wentz, both very good points to moving Alshon more towards that early to mid second, while people tried to move him down this past uh, summer.
4: Um, yeah, I think I think I'm kind of right there with Nathan. I think you've got to have him in that high end wide receiver two range, just because of you know, being being tied at the hip, the hip with Wentz for however long his contract is. I don't know when they have outs or whatever, but um, having that to, to rely on is pretty huge. And now they've got Wentz on the cheap cor- rookie quarterback contract, and you've got Alshon being paid like a top-ten wide receiver. So, obviously, they view him that way. Uh, they didn't want to let him get out the door. It's like you said, Eric, the whole offense has been clicking. Um the running – <laughs> that running game is is weird because they're using like four different guys. Um, but Aguilar looks good. Jeffrey looks good. Uh, hopefully, Ertz is all right. But uh, but yeah, as far as Jeffrey goes, you got to have him in that that mid to high end wide receiver two range. So I think I think he's probably one of those guys that doesn't really have a ceiling too far away from his floor. I think he's just kind of a safe asset.
2: Yeah, this is it's, it's kind of like three. It's kind of like it's still three years ago when Alshon was like going in the in the first round of startup drafts. So uh, good for him. I, I I did worry and I expressed it on the podcast that Alshon might have a, a toxic personality, but it turns out that Chicago is just toxic. So um. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's abundantly clear now, John Fox. Uh, okay, let's move on and talk about uh, a player that we. Twain uh, didn't give his Alshon tape. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, Dwayne. Any thoughts on Alshon there? Um, you guys are higher on him than me.
5: Um, I own him in a few places, and I'll probably look to sell. Okay, He, he, he looks like a a lumberjack running down the field to me. Um, I know Nathan mentioned the weight issues and everything. Like when I watched Alshon a few years ago, that guy had vertical. Like that guy had rip to his game, and now it just feels like making plays but they're not really plays they're just he's catching balls
2: yeah maybe that's what I, it I is, is limited number of options is kind of where you're at when you're when you're faced with Nelson Aguilar or Alshon who are you gonna throw the ball to kind of thing
5: well I don't I don't think he's a bad player by any means he just he doesn't look explosive to me which is what I want in a second round pick I want like when I watch Sammy Watkins, even though he's not been targeted, Sammy Watkins is getting open. He's just not getting looks. Where I see Alshon Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffrey's not really getting open. He's just catching the ball. So
2: uh, it's upside versus. Well, let me let me ask you some safety. I let, me, let me try to quantify it there, Dwayne. What are you trying? If you're if in the places you have him, what would you? What's the price that you would be trying to get for him when you when you were selling?
5: Uh, so Nathan. Uh, Nathan mentioned early second to mid-second, right? Yeah, as far as... as Dynasty startup? Correct. Um, So right there, I'd be like, if you want to give me an injured Dalvin Cook today and a second, done. Alshon's gone.
2: Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I think you could get two firsts for him. I think that that's totally reasonable for Alshon right now. Um, If I
5: could get two firsts for him. Today gone, and then I'd trade those two firsts for a couple more firsts, and I'd have four firsts, and I'd trade them for somebody better. <laughs> <laughs> it's all compounded. Nathan, you were the three firsts for Elshon
4: guy. How do you feel about that? I was. I mean, <laughs> at one
2: point I you were the three firsts first first for Elshon, uh, but I don't know. Um, I mean, all right. Let's uh, go ahead, Nathan, and then we're then we're moving on. Let's move on. All right, let's move on. Uh, this is a player that we uh, not not so much me, but Nathan and Dan really uh, advised the listeners to go pick up, go trade for. I, 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 D- more me I give more credit. To Dan <laughs> it was
4: it was all okay. Me. Dan
2: gets more credit, uh, but I'll give you credit for Marquise Lee. How about that? In that in that wide Yeah, receiver congrats, score? congrats, Nathan. congrats oh, on long your time coming. Four years later. <laughs> four years later. Paid off. Uh, but this but this part. Uh, let's talk about D. D. Westbrook. Um, He's been getting a heavy part of this target share, uh, mostly due to them having um, basically nothing as far as throwing the football goes. But uh, this past week, got nine targets, uh, caught six of them, looked very good, explosive while doing it, and uh, and racked up eighty yards. Uh, he kind of he, he does he passed the eyeball test and kind of looks like the real deal. Um, we had talked about buying him for like a second when he was just coming off IR. Where is he at now?
4: You still gotta look in that that you're in that late first, early second range. Um I think I think you just go around and throw out a second because I think this is a guy that can legitimately win you leagues. They're the way they're playing Jacksonville now, because they know they're just trying to to run the ball, they put eight guys in the box, and everybody on the outside is in single coverage. And Didi can win in that situation almost every time unless you're putting him up against an elite corner. Um he, to me, he's a lot like uh, like a T.Y. Hilton without maybe like the huge 80 yard touchdown plays. Um, but he has that ability and, and he's you know, he he can run the routes, he catches pretty much everything thrown his way. He's got twenty five targets in three games. Um and he's caught, you know, obviously over half of them, probably about sixty percent. Um so I mean that's that's impressive, especially when Blake Bortles is the one throwing you the football. So I have enough faith in Bortles to to still like him in the short term. I think they move on and, and bring in maybe a veteran quarterback. I'd like to see them draft a quarterback, but I think Deedee is – I mean, we're seeing his floor right now, in my opinion. I think he can be an every-week starter. Um, I, I think we can start uh, – after, you know, in the offseason, I think we're going to start propping him up and putting him in that like wide receiver three conversation. So he's not – I mean, he's not like crazy elite talent, you know, how we thought maybe Allen Robinson was. But I think they let A-Rob walk, and this could just be like a Marquise Lee, D. Westbrook offense because they complement each other so well.
2: Yeah, and we'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about A-Rob in the next segment here. Um, but I think that's all interesting points. Dwayne, where, where are you at on Dee Dee? Um,
5: Well, if I go back, like, uh, January or February, and I was looking at – I went to go watch Joe Mixon. And every time I went to go jo- watch Joe Mixon, there was Westbrook just bald. Saw the same thing. And it was just ridiculous. I'm like, okay, everybody's on this Joe Mixon kid. And Joe Mixon looks great. Yeah. But Westbrook balled. Like, that dude would fly in on the field. And, like, I know that that guy had serious attitude issues coming into the draft. And, like, I actually think he was kicked out of an interview or something. Yeah. And like draft stock way down, um, which is fair it, it's fair like when you have uh, questions like that surrounding you, but now he's kind of ripping he's doing his thing, and i'm I'm buying in that early second range that did, did you
2: spoke about did you based off of that uh that mix and tape, did you act on on what you saw there and then basically pick him up and everything really? oh yeah
5: I, I had Westbrook everywhere. So that's not everywhere. Yeah.
2: You guys are wiser than I am. Um, okay. So we still think his valuations in that second round realm. Um Is that, is that basically the consensus here or does, does anybody think that's not enough to get it done?
1: I, I would snap accept any like top 16 pick uh, to to sell Westbrook right now. I, I think that there are a number of outcomes that can happen in the next eight to nine months where, Westbrook just isn't really fantasy viable going into the 2018 season. I think that if they resign on Robinson, that, that obviously his fantasy output is going to be limited. Um, if they go with a Lee and Westbrook combination, I think that means that they invest again in the draft or in free agency and, and a cheaper wide receiver than what Robinson will, will demand. So basically I, I think that either it'll be Robinson and Westbrook, and then you know there's not really as much upside for targets or it'll be Lee and Westbrook and, and some more uh, targets will come in. So I think that saying that Westbrook will be the number two with Lee there, I think chances are some of that. No,
4: nah, I think Westbrook will be the number one with Lee there.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. Let's, here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Let's, let's move on. Let's move on to a, a fun game now that we're kind of diving, uh, seeing the end of the regular season kind of wrapping up here and change our mindset to more of an off season topic. Um, Let's kind of. I've got I've got a couple free agents that I want to toss out to you guys, or potential free agents that I want to toss out to you guys, and then uh, maybe just pick one or pick two and give your thoughts on them, and we'll keep this moving. So I've got Le'Veon Bell, Allen Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Jarvis Landry, and Tyler Eifert, all in the last year of their deal. Um, I guess I'll kick to Dwayne first to pick his pick of the litter and give his thoughts on them.
5: Um, who do I pick out of that? I don't know. Uh, it's
2: Le'Veon. You pick Le'Veon now. Go. I pick Le'Veon.
5: Okay, <laughs> I'll pick Le'Veon. Um, like I was watching Le'Veon right before the pod going with that horrible game. Um, but uh, they're working him hard, eh? <laughs> it's it's hard to say that um, they're not wearing him out to wear down his contract or to offer his contract. But it's hard to let a guy of that talent go when he has... I think he came into tonight with 60-plus catches and leading the league in rushing yards and stuff. But they're gassing them. And they know they're gassing them. They're pulling the DeMarco Murray with them. Um, I don't want to bring up the curse of 370 or whatever, but I hate... Because I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But they're, it feels like they're working them to get rid of them. You think back to D'Angelo Williams and what he produced behind that offensive line running. And maybe they want to invest in some young, like, I don't know. I don't think James Conner is the answer. Uh, as much as I love James Conner and I love a great story. Um, I I think they, they either sign him for a ridiculous amount of money or they let him walk.
2: And I think, I mean, what's the more optimal situation for Bell's uh, Dynasty price tag? I think I know the answer to this question, but I'll I'll pose it to you anyways. Is it going to some mythological new team that wants him or staying in
5: Pittsburgh? Oh, it's staying in Pittsburgh. Completely agree. I I couldn't see him going anywhere where he's not utilized, where he's utilized in a better fashion than he is in Pittsburgh.
4: Yeah, I don't think that exists. Um, I don't think I don't think that place exists. Yeah. But I do think a place exists that's willing to pay him more money. And I honestly think you hit it on the head, Dwayne, when you said that they're they're just kind of running him into the ground um, with the intent of just kind of moving on. And that sounds really stupid to say because of the elite running back that he is. But get what you can out of his contract and know that you're not going to be able to pay him and. We'll see what happens in the offseason. Maybe they'll get a, a good running back from this deep class, or maybe one of the free agents that is available will sign cheaply because of this this rookie class. Or maybe they just move on with what they have because Ben retires, and they just kind of were like, all right, let's rebuild, which I don't think is going to be the case. But there's tons and tons of options, and in very few of them do I see Le'Veon Bell still there because of how much money he'll demand.
5: I'm
2: with you. Okay, let's, let's go ahead and have Nathan pick his pick of the litter here and, and give his thoughts here.
1: I'll actually surprise the group by going for a guy that I don't talk about as much as the others, and I'll go with Jarvis Landry. I think that of this group, he's the one guy where I'm most interested, interested to see what his contract ends up being. If a team goes the Alshon route and is afraid to pay him long term because they don't see him as a field stretcher, as a guy who can make a, a difference at the wide receiver position, then I'll be more worried because I think that that will result in less targets. He won't get funneled targets like he has in the Miami Dolphins offense. Um, But if he does get that like four year, 38, 39 million dollar type deal, that's when I become maybe a buyer because the fantasy industry has, has always been lower on Jarvis Landry, but if he's going to get the targets, it doesn't matter, you know, how sexy it is. It's just a matter of getting PPR points at that point. So I've never been a big Landry guy, but if he ends up getting big money else, uh, even if it's in Miami, I think that they'll just, you know, guarantee his targets and I'm all about the targets at this point.
4: And they've got a bunch of money tied up in Kenny Stills too, so it'll be interesting to see whatever comes of Devontae Parker.
2: Yeah, that, that Stills contract is, uh, is, is kind of an anomaly. I, I don't understand that one at all. He's playing
4: all. well on it though. I mean, he's, he's justifying them paying him. He's been playing really well this year and they're actually getting him the ball.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe and maybe it's just an all around like better football player on the field than fantasy asset. But um, yeah, that's that's interesting. All right, let's let's kick over um, and let's talk about a Rob here. Um, that's the one I would like to talk about uh, with with the the D.D. Westbrook and Marquise Lee kind of emerging in Jacksonville. Uh, what are they going to sign, Allen Robinson? And if not, uh, is he the number one free agent this offseason?
4: I think it depends on what happens with Le'Veon. Um, A-Rob, A-Rob I, I believe is going to be moving on, but I have a really bad feeling that it's going to be a Terrell Pryor, Alshon Jeffrey type contract where it's just a year prove it deal because he's coming off of the injury and everyone's like, okay, well, you know, 2015 was really great and then what the hell happened and then, you know, we all know that it's Blake Bortles that happened and less garbage time, but. You know, people want to see the stats. Obviously, they love seeing the ability. And I think we've seen, we've seen enough of Arup to know that the, most of the ability is there. He's a, he's a good enough wide receiver. I don't think he's in that elite class, but he's good enough, and he'll draw a nice contract. Um, but I don't know that he's going to go somewhere and be somebody's one. You know, we saw how horribly it went for Terrell Pryor and then how well it went for Elshon Jeffrey. So, uh, again, that's another kind of – it's a 50-50 ball. Um, I like a Rob still, and I think he'll land on his feet, but it's, it's always a struggle when guys move to new places.
2: Yeah. And maybe this is a time where, um, maybe I'll ask a, maybe I'll ask Dwayne a question here and, and kind of, what is your approach Dwayne? And I think we've talked about it on our off season shows, but when you're looking at potential free agents, um, or people that you're expecting to be free agents that aren't yet or that aren't changing locations yet, what is your trade strategy or, or, or mindset approach to how you, how you go forward with that stuff?
5: Uh I trade like they were valued today all the time. It's I, I don't really project uh improvement or decline um unless there's a very low evaluation of because of utilization or injury. Um yeah. like Sammy Watkins I, I feel is a buy because he's just getting overlooked. Um but A Rob, A Rob's hurt. So we know where he was the season before that and we know where he was the season before that. Um and then I I could let my imagination go wild and be like, hey, what if he uh Randall Cobb's gonna do twelve million in Green Bay? What if they cut him and save eight and a half million inside an A Rob and restructure oh, Jordan? Then they wouldn't and George...
1: Adams. What's that? Then they wouldn't be able to afford Adams.
5: Oh yeah, Adams. That's true. <laughs> I, I think Adams is going to be pricey.
1: Support
4: four wide receivers. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can. <laughs> I, I actually uh, don't doubt
2: that just either. Just tell
5: that to Randall Cobb. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's that's interesting. Okay, let's let's yeah. let's really quickly hit on, and actually, I'll actually maybe not really quickly, but let's talk Sammy. Um, and I know we've mentioned it before, so maybe it is something that's a little bit more of a quick hitter. Um, Sammy's on on the last year of his deal, even though he's been traded to the Rams. Uh, Rams don't seem to really be that interested in utilizing him, and, and seem more excited about their other pieces. Um, I guess is, are we expecting? I mean, I'm fully expecting Sammy to go somewhere else. I guess is anybody expecting him to stay with the Rams? And if not, where do we expect him to be? And do we expect him to finally be able to produce and be appreciated?
4: I think he's, I think he stays, honestly. I think he signs a cheap deal and, and he enjoys winning. Um, you know, obviously these, these wide receivers always want to go and make big money and be the, you know, be the divas that they are. in most cases, most elite wide receivers, but Sammy doesn't seem like that kind of guy. He, he, he seems like he's there to win. He seems like he's enjoying himself, even though he's not getting the looks you know he he got frustrated in Buffalo when he legitimately didn't get the looks, but I'm not seeing that guy in in L.A. I'm I'm seeing somebody that's happy to be playing football there. So I think they keep him around, and I think that's actually good for his upside. Um, that offense is going to be killer here. You got Cooper Cup in the slot, you got Woods and Watkins on the outside, and Gurley in the backfield with Goff under center and McVeigh in town. That's that's solid to me. It might it might hurt everyone's volume a little bit, but that offense is going to be dangerous.
1: Yeah, I think that would just put Sammy in a situation where he would never be like the 90 catch for 1,300 yard type upside guy that we once thought, you know, when he was the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft, it would kind of go more towards, okay, 60 catches, 1,100 yards and like six or seven touchdowns. So, I mean, that puts you at, you know, a mid wire receiver two in, in most formats, I'm pretty sure. So uh, I, I think that it caps his upside a little bit to, to stay in Los Angeles, especially the way he, they've been, you know, targeting him. But, you know, overall, he'd still be a solid, solid fantasy asset in Los Angeles.
2: I mean, that slowly his his dynasty value has started to, to creep down. Um, is, th- is that what we anticipate continuing to see, is just kind of the slow decline of dynasty value until he starts to explode? Or if he ever does explode?
1: I mean, but is there really anywhere to go down from now? Because, I mean, I think that, he is now yeah, he, could be, he could go
2: down to a wide receiver three valuation or something for sure. I think he
4: bottomed. I think he bottomed out in Buffalo. I, I think he's he's propped up a little bit from from the Buffalo value, and I, I still don't think he's valued properly. Like Dwayne said earlier in the show, he's a buy right now. He's still a buy, uh, even though he keeps scoring touchdowns and he gets enough looks where we can be excited about him. People just aren't valuing him the way they really should be, and and obviously we get kind of caught up in talent evaluation and oh what he did in the past, but. I mean, the ability is still there. They just... He needs the volume, and maybe they don't give him the volume, so maybe maybe the window is, isn't is really there that we think it is to buy because maybe his his price is accurate.
2: Okay, well, let's move on and talk, uh, talk to the last free agent in this group, and that's Tyler Eifert, a guy who just is great when he's on the field but just can't seem to stay healthy. Um, this... And I'll just chime in first on this one. I think this is a... uh a deal that gets re-signed in Sensi. I think that, that he'll, take, he'll take less money and, and kind of on a prove-it deal that he can stay healthy um, and won't risk going out onto the open market. Um, but I'm curious what you guys think.
4: I got one for you before Nathan takes over and says how great Tyler Eifert is. Um, Tyler Eifert is so a good by the way. I'm going to start with I, I am completely done with Tyler Eifert. I will not trade for, I will not draft, I don't care what the price is. You couldn't throw him into a trade to me. By the end of the 2017 season, he will have missed more games in his career than he will have played. That is horrible. He is, he wishes yeah, and he was as healthy as Jordan Reed. This is insane.
2: I mean, he, and they're all, they're all injuries, unlike like Keenan Allen, for example. They're injuries that kind of all
4: just kind of, are it's the same thing. In thing in over and over and over yeah.
2: It's uh, it's pretty gross, I agree with you. And, and I've been very much on the, like, Tyler Eifert's going to string it together here at some point, but I, I'm slowly starting to join your side of the fence, I think, there, Dan. All right, I let's hear so Nathan's fun. upside.
1: Upside of Tyler Eifert. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things that I've basically been getting him for free <laughs> the last few weeks. Um, so I, 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 I sent a late second for him in one league, and I'm perfectly fine paying that price. I, I think that I, I, in a contract league where they're both on one-year deals, I sent ASJ for him.
2: I, I think that... Wow, that's that's amazing.
1: It can be ASJ. Of course you do. But <laughs> I, I think that at this point, Eifer is at the price where all his future touchdowns are all upside because he basically freaks. What if he doesn't
4: play in another game, though? Well. He, he can't stay on the field, Nathan. He can't.
1: Okay, fine. But... <laughs> I think that he plays again. I think that whether it's in Cincinnati or elsewhere, he's going to continue to score touchdowns. And it's just a matter of, you know, getting healthy. And if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I'm willing to take the risk for basically free. People talk about, oh, he's a risky buy. It's not a risky buy when you're not really paying. Anything.
2: All right. Let's move on from that fun game. Uh, oh, I guess, Dwayne, do you have any thoughts on on any of the players that we talked about? You're We've been, um, we've been just totally silencing you here.
5: <laughs> I'm... Uh, I'm sort of in between where Dan and Nathan is. Um, I've sold Eifert. I've bought Eifert. I don't know if I ever want to start Eifert. Well,
2: when I'm he's healthy. healthy.
5: Eifert's kind of... <laughs> well. When he's healthy, when's he healthy? I, I, I agree. Never ever, played, even when he's healthy... Never when, 16. Not once. Even when he's healthy, does he get yards?
2: Nope, just touchdowns. Is that, yeah, just he just 615 like, yards. And you know,
5: yeah, like you fig, you figure that... Like I, I subscribe to the yards or touchdown falls yards eventually, right? It, it has to kind of regress to the mean, but... T- hey, Tyler Croft Yeah, Tyler Croft. <laughs> Who's starting Tyler Croft? <laughs> hey, I um, am right now. On, <laughs> on hopes and prayers. At but least, on hopes at least prayers. two leagues. At least two leagues. <laughs> um, I don't know. With With tight ends, I've always kind of been like Gronk Gronk or Bust. Now I'm kind of like Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz, or Bust. Uh, Hey, don't forget Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph. Get Rudolph in there. (laughs) Rudolph? (laughs) Get him up there. I've never heard of him. (laughs) It's Christmas, but I'll I'll include (laughs) Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, how gross are tight ends? I'll, I'll I'll buy Eifert for a late second. I'll sell him for an early second.
2: All right, I think I'm I think I'm in that spot too. Um I've got him in a lot of leagues, but it's it's unfortunate, I'm not going to lie. It's uh it's been frustrating. Um All right, with the free agency talk, let's talk about uh let's talk about a situation that seems like uh the coach is itching to put in his guy and can't because one case Keenum is playing too well. Um, we've got a basically a situation where where Keenum is playing that role and is, is holding on to the job, but uh, with Bridgewater finally back healthy, nipping at his heels. Uh, what are we doing in this in this situation on on these quarterbacks? Which player are we excited about buying, selling? Um, I guess I'll kick to Dwayne first.
5: Um, well, you could talk about
2: selling, Sam Bradford, too, while we're in this. Yeah, but I don't think he's I,
5: I'd be selling them all. I, I don't think that people say Case Keenum's – Playing really well, I feel like no, the receivers are playing very, very well. Like it's ridiculous, like how open these guys are getting. Yeah, and... the yards after catch is kind of crazy
2: too. And Thielen <laughs> <the coach laughs> is pretty good,
5: right? Like it's kind of like the Eli Manning throwing a hundred air yards and Odell running in for uh, another hundred and eighty <laughs> of them. Like Adam so Thielen is just ripping people apart. And Diggs has been, Diggs has cooled a little bit, but I'm. If anybody wants to pay anything for any of these guys, and I can get an upgrade, I'm selling them all. I'm
4: in
2: that same okay. boat. Uh, I think
4: I think as a as a two QB QB two, uh, if you were you know kind of just streaming QBs or whatever, you just went late QB. I think I think Keenum's a nice guy just to have right now for a playoff run or or whatever. Does he
2: have an evaluation after this season, having played so well this season? Not, I think not necessarily has, in Minnesota. I
4: think he has to though, right? He has to have something. He's played so well, and I understand it's a lot of of Schirmer's scheme and 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 a little bit, you know, with the team that's surrounding him. But he's made some throws that that makes you think that oh my god, what on earth was Jeff Fisher doing with this guy? Um kind of like how we felt with every single player that I was Jeff about Fisher spoke. He
0: actually
2: mm-hmm. in re- in retrospect, he actually played okay considering what Jeff Fisher did to that offense. Right.
4: So I, I think <laughs> I think he's a low I mean he's a low-end starter. I, I think he could bridge the gap to somebody that maybe drafts a, a, a late first round quarterback and they just kind of want to let him uh, let him sit and, and cool for a little bit. Um so I think, Jacksonville. Hey, that that would be a massive upgrade. And <laughs> I mean, anything's. Ooh, a, you fire. could not start a quarterback, and it'd be it'd be an upgrade over Blake Bortles. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think I think I'm right there with Dwayne. Outside of Keenum for streaming purposes in playoffs right now, um, that's that's the only thing I'm really interested in. I've sold all but like one of my Teddy Bridgewater shares. Even though I love the story and I love him as a player, I, I just I don't really see how he's the guy. Um, and Bradford is just, he's broken. Uh, to me, he's Eifert. Uh, I'll keep him on, on squads just because he's a free IR spot. But uh, once he gets activated, i unless he goes somewhere nice, it's kind of tough to, to hang on.
1: Yeah, the, the yeah. Vikings are in a, Vikings are in a strange situation because they would actually benefit from one of their quarterbacks playing not well. Because right now they don't really know what to do with their Uh, future quarterback situation, and all three of them are going to be free agents. And at this point, you know, you kind of alluded to it, Eric, that the head coach is kind of thinking, oh, if Kingdom slips up, let me try and get my uh, Teddy in there. And that does one of two things. If Kingdom slips up and starts playing bad for a couple of games and they end up trying to try out Teddy, one of two things happens. Either A, Teddy plays well, and they all right, we've got our quarterback and future back, yada, yada, yada. Or B, Teddy doesn't succeed, and they say, okay, let's just let Keenum and Teddy both walk, and we can invest in quarterback in the draft or in free agency with an Eli
2: Manning or whoever it may be. So, I mean – Do you think there's some level of that? Like, do you think they want to see what they have in Bridgewater again? Uh, well, just to, to make sure? Like, is that, is that part of the decision being driven here? I don't think it
1: is because the Vikings are going to be, you know, a top-two playoff team. Yep. But they would like it to be part of the decision, but it's really hard to do when you're winning football games.
4: Let's just assume they lock up that buy, though. If they lock up that buy, they're playing Teddy. No no way they don't.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably uh, – all three of them, I think, need to go. Um, I mean, it's probably too late, but if your trade deadline's not over and you're not contending, what are you doing with Case Keenum on your roster? Um, go get rid of him. Uh, okay, I think that that's going to go ahead and wrap up the show unless uh, – oh, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show, Nathan, and we can talk about the poll on the wrap-up. So let's kick over to the poll here. Uh, And uh, we are all wrong. We are all very, very wrong on our predictions here. Um, This is a 74% for Josh and 26% for Mike Williams.
4: Recency bias is flying high, it, and it has in every Damn single man. poll so far. This that is not. How many votes does it have so far?
2: That has 430 votes already. <laughs> that I'm is the biggest loser. I get a trophy. Go that buy is, Mike Williams.
1: That is, yeah,
2: Williams <laughs> actually win that poll. I'm gonna go offer. I'm gonna go offer Doxton for Williams in a first and see if I get a deal here.
5: Oh dear lord,
4: the oh, value's
2: yeah. there. Oh, my God, the value's there. Uh, that's that's literally incredible. Um, okay, well, Twitter's crazy, as always. And, uh, Dwayne, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it was, Thanks for having It was me. awesome having you. Make sure you follow Dwayne on Twitter, if you don't already. That's at DwayneB13. And then make sure you go check out his writing at Dynasty League Football. Um, and I don't know that I have anything else. Nathan, you got anything else to say? I think I have a new crutch. I, I, I think I just realized it. I, I think I said
1: uh, – I think this is a situation where, like, eight times today.
2: Oh, did you? I'll, when I'm editing the show, I'm going to be really excited about it. So, listeners, uh, fun game. Uh, if you can point out each second that Nathan did that in the show, uh, we'll, we might give you a prize. We might be able to do that.
4: A, a hashtag Dynasty Trades t-shirt for every time Nathan says situation. So I, do have
2: a has, I do have a box full of hashtag Dynasty Trades t-shirts. I need to, those need to start being prizes. <laughs> I'll be like, you can win this prize for 10 bucks. I love it. <laughs> Okay, Uh, well, for Nathan, Dan, uh, and Dwayne, uh, this has been the Dynasty Tradecast, and we will catch up with you guys next week.